I don't normally cover parenting topics on this podcast, but I wanted to have a conversation with you about how I changed something that wasn't working for me. My son got to a point when he was about eight months old that he was waking up every hour. It was like on the hour. And every hour I would go in his room, nurse him for a few minutes in the rocking chair to get him back to sleep put him back in his crib. And eventually, of course, I'd just end up bringing him in my bed and nursing him all night in desperation of trying to get some sleep. Well, this wasn't working for me. And I decided to take charge of the situation and do something about it. I needed to get some sleep. This episode is a conversation that I had with our pediatric sleep consultant, Anna Clifford, and how we got my son sleeping through the night. I can't even believe it. If you are in a phase where you're not dealing with kids keeping you up in the middle of the night, then feel free to completely skip this episode. But just know that if there's something in your life that's causing you constant irritation, that is keeping you from being able to show up fully, you can change it. You have more power than you think, and you are oh so very capable. And that's what I want to leave you with today. If you'd like to learn about my experience working with my friend, Anna Clifford, then keep listening. Thanks for being here. This is the Motivation for Mom show, a personal development podcast for moms hosted by certified life coach and fellow mama, Sarah Munder. Each week, Sarah will bring you motivation, inspiration, and personal empowerment to help you show up even stronger for your family and be the mom and woman you were meant to be. You sacrifice so much of yourself every day, and it's time to take at least a few minutes and invest this time into nurturing yourself and filling your soul. You are worthy and you deserve it. Ready, Mama? Before we dive into today's episode, I'd like to invite you to download your free copy of The Mama Miracle, which is a worksheet I created to help you get out of a rut, start your day with clarity and intention, and start manifesting some really positive changes in your life. Mom life can feel really hard at times, and sometimes we just need to take a few minutes and brain dump everything that we feel isn't working and get crystal clear on what positive changes we want to welcome into our life. The Mama Miracle Worksheet was originally one of my best-selling products, but I'm giving it to you for absolutely free. Just go to themamamiracle.com, click on the banner at the top of the page, Put in your name and best email address and I'll email it over to you immediately so you can print it out and fill it out as many times as you need to get your mind right and start creating some mama miracles. You have more power than you realize and I'd love to help you find that power in this life-changing worksheet. So go get your copy of The Mama Miracle for free at themamamiracle.com. Now, go enjoy the episode. Okay, everybody, welcome back to this week's episode of Motivation for Moms. I wanted to take a minute to introduce you to someone who has totally changed my life. And I don't normally 
do like parenting topics on this show. As you know, this show is really more about like personal development for moms. It's about the mom. It's about your mindset and motivation for you. But we're all moms here. And Anna is someone who has totally changed my life. And I truly, truly believe that. And I always say this on the show that if something's not working for us, we can change it. And for the longest time, my sleep and my kids' sleep was not working for me. (laughs) And sleep is like a foundational part of our life. And like, I have a client right now who's having a really tough week and she's like, I'm just not getting good sleep. And I'm like, okay, well, like let's put everything on hold until we address the sleep, because there is absolutely no point in like trying to do anything until we address the sleep. So without further ado, Anna Clifford, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you, Sarah? I'm so good. I'm so glad that we finally got you to come on the show. We've been talking about it for a while. (laughs) Yes. Now that school is finally over and I can start remembering to schedule things again outside of the (laughs) school year, it makes it a lot easier to remember. (laughs) I feel you. It's an honor. And so why don't you just start off by introducing yourself, who you are and who you help? Awesome. So like Sarah said, I am Anna Clifford. I am a pediatric sleep consultant and I am married and have three little girls. They are two years old, almost five and seven years old. And we live just outside of Cincinnati, Ohio. And I help families get the sleep that they deserve. And I work with um, newborns through six years old um, to get basically to meet the parents and family's sleep goals, realistically, of course. (laughs) Yeah. I think that that's a really key word for you. I think that, you know, I want to hear from you sort of like what sets you apart from other sleep consultants. But before I do that, you know, that's just one thing that I want to point out is I've worked with other sleep consultants before I've listened to a lot of sleep consultants on podcasts. And I think that that was what really drew me to you is like, you just work with families and like what works for them and like in a realistic way. So on that note though, what do you think sets you apart from other sleep consultants? So my personality is very laid back, go with the flow. Um, also procrastinating, but that's just me (laughs) in the work part. At least I don't procrastinate, which is good. But, um, I feel like when I help families as well, I will also be very laid back I actively listen to what they're experiencing and I try and just ask questions to really pinpoint what's going on and to take a look at the entire picture because they may be having trouble with bedtime sleep, but really we need to focus on the daytime and what they're doing during the day as well. How long is the child awake? Things like that. Are they going outside? Are they getting exercise? Are they eating? Are they eating at the right times? All, there's so many factors that go into sleep, but I really take a gentle approach. And also I love supporting parents where they're at, along with helping them get to their sleep goals and then managing those expectations. And again, I am very, I would say calm and um, compassionate. And I think that the families that I work with see that right away too in our discovery calls when we first meet and just kind of chat about what's going on. And I tell them right there, yes, I think you have realistic expectations and I can definitely help you reach your sleep goals. Um, And then if for some reason they're not realistic, 
which is totally okay. Like a lot of um, newborns, the parents just want them to sleep through the night. And I have to gently remind them it's not, it's not development, developmentally appropriate yet for a baby to sleep through the night because it's a survival instinct for them to wake up to eat. So once I lay that out, then we kind of break it down into the next steps. But that's just one really good example where sometimes the parents' expectations or what they've been told just is not um, realistic and that's okay. And that's where I come in to help them and break it down and make it easier and help them also understand because I don't want to do it for them. I want to teach them and coach them on how to do it so that they don't have to keep coming back to me. So they have the tools to move forward without me. And again, they don't have to keep coming back. Yeah. And that's, what's so empowering. And you really, you really are an expert at what you do. You are an expert at all things, you know, sleep related for children. And I've really come to learn that about you and working with you. You know, it felt like you just knew you had an answer for like every question that I ever had. (laughs) And, you know, just to back up a little bit to let the listeners know sort of like how I met you and the journey that I went through. My dogs are in here with me, by the way. They're in my office I right love now. Dogs. <laughs> you might hear them. I know they're sleeping and they sometimes like make noises. That's okay. So, anyways, but we're moms here too. So we got kids in the background. Like it's just, you know, what you what you hear is what you get here with us. Yes. We're outside and we have a puppy in my Aww. husband's home too. So Aww. you might you might hear few things. (laughs) Oh, I hope I get to see the puppy. The listeners of course won't get to see the puppy because it's just audio, but I hope I get to anyway. So, um, so I've got three kids too. And my first two, my girls who are now five and seven, but when they were little, I tried sleep training them like so many different times. And I just reached my breaking point so many times with them. Um, I read a whole bunch of different sleep training books um, you know, it would come to a point where like, I reached my breaking point and I was like, okay, I'm committed. Like I'm going to do this. And then like, I would try to do it on my own and it would get hard and I would give up. And I just would tell myself like, or I, I would come up against something I wasn't expecting. And I'd be like, well, how do I, how do I, like, what do I do with this now? And that's the power in having someone to work with, like a coach or a consultant who can guide you through the process, because that just having someone there to like hold your hand. And you really did like hold my hand. Like I felt like you were in here with me, like holding my hand through the whole process. Just so I think, did we work together for two weeks? Is that what it was? Yeah. So two weeks, it was like unlimited text support. Mm -hmm. And I just be like, Anna, like this is happening. Like, what do I do? And you just had an answer for it. And, and I always say on this podcast, like, the difference between people who are successful in their goals and people who are not successful in their goals, the only difference is what they do when things get hard Mm -hmm. and whether they give up when it's hard or whether they keep going and power through no matter what and don't give up. And that's why having someone to hold your hand is so important because they will hold your hand through those hard times, make sure you don't give up and figure out a way. And I am, let me just start off by saying like, I will be your biggest testimony here. So with the girls sleep training was an absolute disaster. And then with Atlas, I was like, I'm going to do something different this time. I'm actually going to hire someone. And like, so I had hired someone for the girls, but it was like one phone call. That was it. Right. It was one phone call, um, which was helpful. I did get some benefit out of that, 
but to have someone like walk you through a process of change, like true transformation is so Mm -hmm. invaluable. And I am happy to report that we got Atlas sleeping through the night, which was like unheard of. (laughs) I think we started working together when he was like eight or nine months old and he's yes. Yes. 13 months now. Oh my gosh. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We just celebrated his first birthday. Um, and he's sleeping through the night and it's just, it's unheard of. And now I feel like I'm going to have to hire you again for my older two, because now (laughs) my five-year-old starting to come in my room and like sneak in my bed in the middle of the night. I'm like, Oh man, I thought we were past this. So anyways, I just wanted to really like touch on how powerful it is and how important it is to invest in someone to help you when it's hard to go through these transformations and these changes, because, you know, like any type of true change, true positive change is hard and there are bumps along the way, but I want to hear more from you. So let's get into the nitty gritty of sleep training and like sleep consulting and what you do to help families. So like, what are some of the biggest, um, problems and issues that families come to you with and what are the different methods that you use to help them? So usually the biggest problem is the parent is basically assisting the child to sleep and which is not a problem at all. If it's working for you, great, go for it, keep doing it. It is an issue when it's not sustainable anymore. And that's what I tell my families all the time. Um, Cause I even fed like with one example, I fed my babies to sleep because it worked. And my mom's a pediatrician. I always tell people this all the time. And when it stopped working, I called my mom. This was before I was a sleep um, consultant, but I'd call my mom and I'd be like, they're not sleeping. I put her down and she wakes up, but she was asleep. And she's like, well, what are you doing? Okay, well, I do this. I give her a bottle. She falls asleep in my arms or I nurse her, whichever stage it was. I nurse her, falls asleep, and then I put her down and she wakes up. She's like, okay, well, maybe let's try not having her fall asleep while eating. And I'm like, but why? It works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there, so there's so many times when parents come to me in the same situation. I'm like, I've been there. I get it. And I remember. Mm-hmm. And I know what you're going through. And I gently, um, I was actually surprised how gently my mom says it to me when we were going through this. But I also try and remember that how I felt and how gentle she was with me so that I can also help families when, especially if they're rocking to sleep, if they're using car rides to have them go to sleep, if they're feeding them to sleep, and then once you put them down, they immediately wake up. Well, the thing is, once they're, um, once they're relying on that feeding or motion to sleep, every single time they wake up, that's what they're looking for. And so then you have a child waking up like after one or two sleep cycles And they need that assistance to fall back asleep again. So that's why a lot of times parents are saying, my child is waking up so many times in the middle of the night. What do I do? And that's when I go back and say, okay, what are you doing to get them to sleep? Mm -hmm. And then we pinpoint it. Um, I always ask what their day looks like just to really get all the details. Um, But usually when there's a lot of assistance to sleep, like motion or feeding, then it's going to be a gradual process, especially depending on how old the child is. 
if it's a younger baby, like six months or seven months, um, you can usually see faster results. It also depends on the method that you use, but you can see faster results than if it's like a two or three-year-old that has been fed or rocked to sleep every single time. Um, and either way, babies and children, they still learn very fast. It also depends on the parent at how firm and consistent they are and if they have someone supporting them and helping them through the journey of reaching those sleep goals or just having, um, I don't want to say good sleepers, but well-rested sleepers. And it just really depends on how dedicated and how committed the parents are as well. Because sometimes I will have parents that they call me, they think they're ready to make a change. We start going through it. Now they may not hire me right away, which is fine, but they think about it more and like, well, I'm going to try this and this and this. I'm like, great, go for it. If you need help, I am always here to support you. And then I have other clients, especially with like, a three-month-old that I worked with recently, um, the mom wanted to be very gentle, which is I completely understand and agreed with because it was a little three-month-old. And we just were gradually getting into healthier sleep habits and healthier sleep hygiene. But it takes a longer process, which is completely okay. I just kept following the lead of the mom and dad and how comfort comfortable they were with putting their baby down and um, the different comfort measures that we put in place. And my main goal is just to, is also to make sure that you are happy with where you are at the end of our consultation, whether it's one week, two weeks, uh, an hour long phone call, whatever it is, I wanna make sure that your questions have been answered, that you feel confident in moving on without me. And if you don't, then we got to kind of pinpoint, okay, so what's working well? Is it just a slow process? Do you think, um, do I think that you're ready, but are you not confident yet? Which any of those is completely okay. It just, I like to match and follow the lead of the parent on their comfort level. And then if they need accountability, which most of us do, especially if you're hiring a coach, that's when I will do mostly the gentle um, touch but then also the tough love for parents because every now and then we just need that tough love. But usually I will throw in facts like this. I can't even think of a fact right now. <laughs> of course. Yeah, but. No, but I know what you're saying. Cause I think that the biggest, like one, of, I imagine one of the biggest like problems or roadblocks that a family would have in hiring a sleep consultant or like going down the road of sleep training is this fear of like being too rigid, like yes. this fear of being so rigid that they're not going to meet their child's emotional needs, or they're going to mm -hmm. like, it's going to be like neglect if they just leave their child in their crib yes. to cry. And what I've learned in working with you is like, I think you take such a balanced approach in not being so rigid where like you kind of can adapt to your child's needs, but also your style as a parent, but mm -hmm. also like maintaining that consistency and having just a little bit of tough love. Because at the end of the day, like every child just is looking to us for like, what's normal. And yes. like, like you tell me how to, how this is going to go. You know, kids are so resilient and they're so adaptable and they're learning from us. And so if we're like going in on it with like, like, um, 
any kind of doubt or like we're scared of the process. And of course that's going to like rub off on them. I think that that's the problem that I had before versus like when I worked with you, I just had so much confidence in what I was doing mm-hmm. and that like transferred into him and he, you know, he like picked up on that and he's like, okay, I guess this is what we're doing now. Right. Exactly. They smell fear. I always tell parents that <laughs> they, they really do, but also they can feel your anxiety and your stress and however you're feeling, they immediately can feel that. And so they are replicating that as well, where if you are more confident, like you said, then they're like, oh, okay, cool. This is happening. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. So I also have to coach the parents and make mm-hmm. sure that we are at their comfort level and meeting it, but also making sure that they're confident when they're applying this, because there's no point to apply these methods and apply the sleep plan if they're not confident yet. Hey, it's Sarah. And real quick, I wanted to jump in here and tell you about my new 21-day planner challenge. You already know that the key to getting organized and staying organized is to regularly use your planner every single day. For me, this is an absolute daily non-negotiable because for me to show up fully as a mom and a wife and a business owner, I rely on my planner to help me make sure that I get done what I need to get done and and make space in my life for things that make me happy and bring me joy. Well, in my 21-day planner challenge that you're going to love, I want to help you build the habit of using your planner by holding your hand, so to speak, for 21 days in a row and give you a quick and easy, actionable assignment each day in using your planner. You can join this 21-day planner challenge right now today on your phone for just $19. So for less than a dollar a day, you're going to get the coaching and accountability via email to make using your planner a healthy and positive habit in your life. To join my 21-day planner challenge right now, just click the link in the show notes or go to my website, themamamiracle.com forward slash planner challenge. That's the mama, M-A-M-A, miracle.com forward slash planner challenge. This is going to change your life. Let's get back to the episode. Right. And I think that that was one of the big um, distinguishing factors in working with you is just having that, again, you know, that flexibility and like what, and I loved that, you know, the very first call that we had, I had already answered a bunch of your questions that you had for me. You had emailed me a bunch of questions about our lifestyle and our habits and our day-to-day life and our nighttime habits. So you could get kind of an, a vision an idea of like how we lived and how it may be affecting his sleep. And then from there, you laid out like several options for us to go with everything from like extremely gentle to a little bit more on the tough love side. And it Mm -hmm. was at the end of the day, it was, you know, what are you comfortable with being consistent with and how it actually played out was like, I thought that it was going to work for me one way. Like I was like, okay, I choose option a, we're going to go with this plan. And then along the way, as we were going (laughs) along, I was like, okay, this isn't working fast enough. (laughs) (laughs) Speed this up a little bit. So we got a little bit more on the tough love side, like a little bit more 
okay, bud, like this is, you know, no more of this. Like we're going to do it this way now. And honestly, like that worked for him and that worked for me. And I didn't think that like the tough love was going to work very well for him, but it ended up working well for him. And within two weeks, you know, we were just like in a really good place. Yes. So, um, I remember with Atlas too, I think it was after the first week where you were telling me that you, you wanted to hold him. And that was one of the options. And then he was just like flailing and kicking and he just didn't want to be held. So out of frustration, I remember you put him in your, in his crib and you walked out and then you texted me and I said, there's nothing wrong with that. That is completely okay. You needed to take a break. He is in a safe spot. Just so you know, when he does that, he may be telling you he needs more independence and he's ready to go to sleep. So just put him in the crib. And you're there, you're going to respond to him because we're going to respond if he needs us. He's in a safe place. And after that, I think it took a little bit of, a couple of conversations about that. But then what you started to realize, oh, Atlas does need that. Like he's trying to tell me that he wants to go down in his crib rather than me holding him. And after that, we saw results very fast, I believe. We did. Yeah. And were there tears when I put him in his crib the first few times? Absolutely. He was very <laughs> resistant to it. He was like, whoa, what is happening? This is not what I'm used to. And I had that like in, you know, that just natural instinctive fear of like, mm-hmm. I don't want him to think I'm abandoning him by just putting him in his crib and walking out. But you reassured me that that's not abandonment and that, Mm -hmm. you know, I would still go in every 10 minutes and check on him and reassure him. And he learned really quickly that, oh, I'm okay and I'm safe and this is my time to fall asleep. And I mean, let's just like start with where I started, which was (laughs) I was nursing him to sleep in his rocking chair, putting him in his crib asleep, and then the first time that he would wake up, usually I was already in bed in my bed by then, like fast asleep. If I was, if I had gone to bed and he woke up, I would just get him out of his crib, bring him in my bed and nurse him back to sleep in my bed. And then it was just an all you can eat buffet all <laughs> night long, just so we mm. could sleep. And yes. I told myself, this is what we have to do to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I never thought it would be possible to let alone like put him in his bed awake. Like for me, that was like, that's never going to happen. That seemed so far from what we could accomplish to then having him sleep through the night and not ever bringing him in my bed at all, which was like, girl, I felt like it was going to be years before I had my (laughs) bed back. Right. Crazy. (laughs) And when we accomplished that in less than two weeks and I didn't feel like I was damaging my relationship with him or damaging like his emotional health or any of that. Like he actually seemed healthier and he was thriving and I was thriving. I was just like, wow, you know, like what else is possible? (laughs) The sky's the limit now. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I can only imagine like what it must feel like for you to really help. I mean, as a coach, I help moms transform from the inside out. Mm -hmm. And you're someone who has a very similar role in people's lives. I mean, how does that feel for you? Like, what's it like to be a sleep consultant and like really 
help people get their sleep back, which is just everything? It is a very amazing and emotional feeling for me as well. Um, because I know how they started. I know where they started. And even like after that first couple of days when they start seeing some kind of results and they're just shocked by it, it's just so good because you know they can see a light at the end of the tunnel. They know that this is working. And then especially when we get to the end of the session and they're just a completely different person and they're happy and they they get to go for a walk with their um, neighbors or they get to have time with their husband again. They get to actually share a bed again and sleep again, like whatever their goals are. Once they get to that, even for me, I, once they text me and tell me how much better it is now, I usually run to my husband and I say, look, <laughs> look what they just sent me. Oh, <laughs> that's usually what happens. And God love him because he's so patient with me. But I usually tell him all the updates, like, look, this client's doing so well. And yeah. oh my gosh, I can't believe this. They're so happy. And I, I'm a person that also takes it personally as well. Like your emotion, I'm going to also be caring too. I don't think it's a burden. It's just who I am where I want you to get sleep. I want your child to get sleep because I know how, how much of a change it is when you are finally sleeping. Even like a couple nights ago, um, we had tornado sirens that were, that went off. And so we went to the basement, but I had to wake up all of my girls to go down there. We were safe. It didn't come. So that's good, but you know, it's still scary to go through. Yeah. And I haven't this, I promise. (laughs) But, um, so we had to sleep in the basement and I didn't sleep that night because I, there were storms the entire night. So I was kind of worried about that, but also I was worried. What if they wake up again? What if they don't know where they are because we got them out of bed while they were sleeping And each one of them actually woke up at some point just to be like, where am I? And I just put a hand on them and said, it's okay. Mommy's right here. Go to sleep, which they did. But after that, of course, we didn't get our best sleep. And then the next night, for some reason, they were like, ooh, that was fun. Let's go sleep in the basement again. Great. That sounds fun. (laughs) But we probably shouldn't do it tonight. And then my husband's like, okay. Let's do it. And I was like, oh my gosh. And just every decision after dinner backfired because I was tired. He was tired. We weren't thinking clearly. It took them forever to fall asleep that night. And then, of course, my oldest woke up in the middle of the night and came to get me because she had a bad dream. And it just, it was like a disaster, one thing after another. And it took a couple of days to get back, which is fine. I knew that was coming. But just again, Even with older kids, there's going to be times where they wake up and that's okay. But when you don't get that sleep, you don't make the best parenting choices as well. And that may just be as little as, um, let's, let's read one more book or let's, okay, now it's time to go get ready for bed. And then they may be kicking and screaming and you start yelling rather than if you had more sleep, you could be a little calmer or handle it differently, I guess. Right. And I think that that just speaks to the importance of us moms taking care of ourselves. I mean, Mm -hmm. ultimately 
getting your child to a place where they're sleeping through the night is helping them because it's really important for their health and their long-term sleep ability to sleep on their own. Yes. But at the same time, I think it's even more so an investment in them in the sense that like it helps us be in a better place physically, mentally, and emotionally. Mm -hmm. And I think that for me, like this fear of sleep training that I had for so long, because I didn't want to damage my child through the sleep training process, or I didn't want to, I mean, really what it was is I didn't want to commit to something again that I was just going to give up on when it got hard, because that was going to feel like utter defeat again. And I think that a lot of times as moms, we don't set goals in fear of like letting ourselves down in fear of like that, that feeling of failure. Mm -hmm. But that's like the power of having someone to help you along. Because like, I can imagine that you probably even needed someone during that time to just (laughs) like encourage you and help you get back on track. Because that's the thing with like any positive change we want to make too, is like, yeah, it's not going to be a perfect journey. There will be bumps on the road where, you know, there are tornadoes and you have to go sleep in the basement (laughs) or like your child is teething or going through Mm -hmm. a sleep regression or something like, you know, we've been kind of going through that or like Atlas got two vaccines yesterday, Mm -hmm. which we delayed vaccines. And so those were his first ones. And I was, I mean, I was worried and it did affect his sleep. He woke up a couple of times and he was, it wasn't the normal wakeups that he's, he's had now that we've like put him through sleep training where like, yeah, he maybe cried for like 30 seconds and went back to sleep on his own. It was like, you're crying for a few minutes. So I got it. I had to get up and go attend to him. And so my point is like, it's not a perfect journey, but it's about coming back and being consistent, like coming back to the plan, but you have to have a plan in the first place, which is like why you need to hire Anna (laughs) Clifford to help you create that plan. But real quick, before we wrap up, I want to touch on, um, we haven't talked about sleep regression and like things to look out for along the road of their sleep development. Um, cause I didn't know what sleep regression was, but you explained it to me perfectly. So can you explain that for everyone else? Yes. So a sleep regression is basically when a child has slept well, no matter how or when, but has slept well. And then all of a sudden they are not sleeping well anymore. That's where the regression comes in. Um, there are developmental sleep regressions throughout the first year, actually throughout the first two years. And there, you can usually like give or take a month between them, not between them, sorry, give or take like a month around them. So like usually it's four months, but it can happen at three or five months, but you get that little mm-hmm. window. So there is um, four months and um sometimes six months, just depending on what they're going through developmentally. And then eight or nine months, 12 months, 18 months, and between two and two and a half years old. And again, a lot of that also coincides with their um, developmental milestones and leaps, because Mm -hmm. they're learning so much. They're learning so many physical skills. They're learning cognitive skills they're learning a lot of um, gross motor development and verbal development all these things that play a key factor into it and a lot of times parents just don't know that which is completely okay I didn't know what it was before I remember 
one of my friends was like, oh my gosh, her um, daughter is, I think three months older than one of mine. And she was like, oh my gosh, so we're going through the nine month sleep regression. I was like, excuse me, what? Yeah, that's a thing. What? Yeah. (laughs) Wait, what are you talking about? She's like, oh yeah, well it happened at this time and now it's happening again. I was like, no, no, it's not, it's not going to happen. It's not. The more you know, right? Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. Because then if you know, and you have a plan going into it, you also know how to tackle it when it does happen. Because, uh, and some babies are more sensitive to um, the regressions than other babies. Some of them don't even see the four-month sleep regression or go through it. And mm-hmm. some of them don't go through the 12-month one. It really mm-hmm. depends if you know what works for your child, if you're confident in it, um, if they know how to fall back asleep when they wake up and how much assistance you're providing them. Um, a lot of times, if you start with very healthy sleep habits, like comforting your child, but maybe you are putting them down in a bassinet or a crib for every nap and every sleep, or the majority of them, of course, because the snuggles are wonderful when they're babies <laughs> and when they're older, but um, they sleep so much as newborns. So of course you have to hold them to mm-hmm. sleep sometimes too. But when you start out with those, there's a possibility that you're not going to experience the, reg- or well, the child's not going to experience the regression regressions as mm-hmm. much. And it just, again, it depends if you know, if you know it's coming, that always helps. And if you have a plan, because like you said, when Alice got his vaccines, you knew what to do. If you Mm -hmm. woke up in the middle of the night, you knew what to do to comfort him and you Mm -hmm. knew what to do to help him fall back asleep and you got back on track. So Mm -hmm. when you have that plan in place, when you've gone through it, when you've seen success, then you know, okay, if this happens, I know what to do. And again, that's going to build your confidence as well. Yeah. I remember you explaining it to me too, in the sense of like, their brains are just sponges and they're absorbing so much information that maybe Mm -hmm. that's why it's causing them to wake up at like these random times all of a sudden where they weren't waking up before it like affects their sleep. Like what they're learning through the day is affecting their sleep at night, which just knowing that like totally makes sense. And I think that that it helps because as moms, like our job is sometimes so mentally and emotionally draining. Like (laughs) it is, I mean, there's a reason why we cry in the pantry as often as we do. It's been happening to me. Like shower. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, the shower. Like anyway, if we can make it to the shower, I mean, I've been doing that a lot lately just because all my kids are going through something different right now. Yes. But like, I find myself when I'm more aware of what's happening and I feel empowered. I'm having less of those meltdowns because it allows me to be more patient and loving for what they're going through. Cause it's like, Oh, you're just growing. The other thing that's so encouraging to remember is that it doesn't last forever. Like it's just, this is just a small bump in the road. It's normal. It's part of their development. And like, Oh my gosh, just a couple of months ago, right before Atlas turned one, he was going through that phase where they get really needy and clingy. Yes. Right before they're about to like jump to the next milestone. Like he was about to start walking. Mm-hmm. And I had to remember that like, oh yeah, I've done this. Th- I, this is my third time doing this now. Right. I remember he's about to start walking. So this is just a really hard time. So it's like, okay, buckle down. We can get mm-hmm. through this. It's not going to last forever. 
couple weeks later, he's walking, he's all over the place. And like, he doesn't even want me to hold him because he has all right. this freedom. And right. it's like, oh, on to the next challenge. You know? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Getting in the toilet. But <laughs> I think it's just like important to, to have that awareness of what's going on, which again, speaks to the importance of like hiring help. Oh my gosh, you guys, like if you've never hired a coach, a sleep consultant, like someone to help you through these phases of life, these challenges, these big things, like it is so worth it. It's an investment of your time, of your money, of your energy, but it's something that's going to change your life for sure. So any final words before we wrap up on just, you know, what you would hope that moms would know or learn or hear or remember about sleep or sleep training, and then we'll get into how they can get hold of you. Um, I have a couple. One is a really interesting sleep science fact. Um, so for babies, for zero to three months old, usually they only have two sleep cycles. The first one is REM, which is the rapid eye movement. And that one actually is when they retain all of the information and the skills that they have learned the day that during that day or the days leading up. So I think that plays a lot into those sleep regressions when all of a sudden parents come to me like, oh my gosh, my child will only take a 30 minute nap. I'm like, okay, well, how old are they? Especially if they're young, that's okay. That's normal. But just so you know, they are also retaining all of that information. Like you said, they're sponges. And so they're at least getting what they need with that 30 minute nap. Now Mm -hmm. we can also improve it. And here's what you do to improve it. I think getting or having that knowledge helps a little bit to get through it. Um, same with like cluster feeds when they're going through a growth spurt. When I knew that cluster feeding was going to help them sleep through the night better or at least sleep in longer stretches, that helped me, especially with my youngest. Then I was okay with the cluster feeding like w- between dinner time and bedtime. Mm-hmm. I was okay. I knew what it that we needed to do it. I knew it was going to help her. I knew that we were going to be better off at night. Um, And for those that don't know what cluster feeding is, can you explain it? Yes. So cluster feeding is usually, and it's usually between like the afternoon to evening hours where they just eat almost, it seems like almost every hour, but they're eating Mm -hmm. a lot more than they typically do. So if they usually eat every two to three hours, then they may be eating and they may be hungry every one to one and a half hours instead of that time frame. And that usually happens when they are going through a growth spurt. That makes sense. I mean, it makes sense in terms of just thinking about like what their bodies need. And so the other type of sleep, is it the, the non REM sleep, the deeper sleep? Yes. And is that what they do more when they're growing more? So between in those first three months, it's actually more 50, 50, the REM and the non REM. And when a lot of times when parents put their child or have their child fall asleep, either by feeding or they're holding them or something like that, they have to get through that REM cycle. And then once they get into the non REM cycle, when they're just like, you know, laying there and so cute, but you, a tornado could go through and they won't wake up. Uh (laughs) Um, That's usually when you can then put them down and that the first cycle happens between like 20 to 30 minutes, give or take a few minutes here or there. Mm -hmm. Um, But 
when you can tell that their breathing kind of slows down and they're not twitching around as much, their eyes aren't and their bodies aren't, then you can kind of see that they have transitioned into that second sleep cycle. And I would say when they are going through a developmental milestone or a growth spurt, they probably do see the REM cycle more because that's the more important one. Mm -hmm. And again, they're trying to retain all this information, but depending on the age, they may not know how to get to the next sleep cycle. They may not know how to transition to the next sleep cycle because they're so used to being held. And so it's automatically happening. Um, And then at four months and on is when they start to experience more sleep cycles like we have, which is about five sleep cycles. Um, So it just depends what they're going through. If they're assisting to sleep and if they know how to fall back asleep, because if they know how to fall back asleep also, then they can transition into the next sleep cycle. Um, When we wake up in the middle of the night, because I know we always like stir around, we wake up, we roll over and go back to sleep. But Mm -hmm. in the morning, we're not like, oh my gosh, I woke up and I flipped over and then I went back to sleep. We don't really acknowledge it. It's just something that we do because we know how to fall back asleep. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times you don't have to teach a baby to sleep, but you have to help guide a baby how to transition to the next sleep cycle or just help them know what to do when they wake up so they know how to fall back asleep. Yeah. Does that absolutely. answer the question? Hopefully it sure does. A long explanation. <laughs> no, it totally <laughs> makes sense. It's so helpful to know that. And as you're explaining that, I'm thinking about all, you know, you said that as adults, we go through, I think you said five stages of sleep mm-hmm. and I've been learning about how to hack my sleep. Because now that I have like a full night to sleep, I'm like, well, how can I optimize (laughs) sleep? Because, you know, and all the moms listening, like you guys are motivated moms, your moms with goals, your moms that you want to get the absolute most out of this life. You want to show up fully, you want to show up as your best self. And so I think it's important to look at our sleep because it impacts us on every single level, mental, emotional, spiritual, physical. And so certainly are an expert on children's <laughs> sleep. And that's why you're here today because everyone listening is a mom and has kids and just about everyone has experienced not sleeping through the night, sleep deprivation, Um, you know, whether you've given birth to kids or you've adopted kids or you're fostering kids. I mean, we have all different types of families listening to this show and it is so, so important. So I just want to thank you so much for what you do because you are making the world a better place. You've changed my life. You've changed (laughs) my family's life. Like I can show up as a better mom because I'm getting better sleep. Now I can show up as a better wife, a better coach. And I just want to thank you so much for what you do and for coming on the show. Thank you, Sarah. That is so nice. And that's really, I can really feel it. Like it's heartfelt. I know that you mean what you say. And it just makes me so happy to hear that. I'm trying (laughs) to get the right words out. But again, whenever people tell me that I start getting choked up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, before we we get all teary here, how about you (laughs) let the listeners know how they can find you, how they can get in touch with you, how they can hire you. Everyone should hire you. Oh my God. It'll change their life. It will. I agree. <laughs> if you have children from the age of newborn to six mm-hmm. years old, you need Anna Clifford in your life. So how can they find you? 
So you can find me on social media at Happy Little Ones LLC. And same with my website is www.happylittleonesllc.com. So that makes it very easy. I do offer a free 15-minute discovery call. And that's basically to go over what the past few days and nights have been like, what your sleep goals are, what you want to see change, and then how the packages can benefit your family, but also fit your needs and your budget as well. And that you can find that on the um, links on Facebook and Instagram, and then also through my website too. Well, we will be sure to drop all those links in the show notes. So that is just an easy click to find you. So I don't have to memorize all that. Yeah. <laughs> It'll just be right in the episode show notes. Perfect. Thanks again for coming on today and for just being a light in this world. Thank you so much, Sarah. You're wonderful. Not so fast, my friend. If you feel motivated after today's episode and moved to pay it forward and give back to me, please share this podcast with a friend. You can either share the link directly in a text message or take a screenshot and post it on Instagram. Just be sure to tag me at Sarah Munder so I can see it and give you a shout out on an upcoming episode. It's important to surround yourself with positive, like-minded people who lift you up. So I urge you to join us in our Motivated Moms Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash motivation for moms podcast. If you need something to help you change your life, like right now, go to my website to get a free copy of my life-changing worksheet, The Mama Miracle. Just go to themamamiracle.com, put in your name and best email address, and I'll send it over to you right away. While you're there, you can sign up for my popular and affordable planner makeover course and learn how to use your planner to reach your goals, accomplish all of your tasks with ease, establish your non-negotiables, and finally create time in your life for the things that really matter to you, but often get neglected. And if you're ready for next level breakthroughs in your life, in your personal and professional goals, in your relationships, then I urge you to get on the list for my exclusive 12-week coaching program, Breakthrough. I only work with moms who are serious and committed to changing every area of their life for the better. So if this is you, go to themamamiracle.com forward slash breakthrough. Thanks for being here today. Now go out there, take charge of your day, you beautiful, powerful, and incredible mama. Have a great weekend and I'll talk to you soon.